welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of Game Rivals. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the lovable, the huggable, the man with the master plan, the man who has conquered the Forbidden West. It's Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good. I'm good. I've almost conquered the Forbidden West. Cool, yeah cool, cool. uh like how far are you are you at the last part of it or i have to I do mean, the assuming... la- i have to do the last quest and then i'm done but i'm doing all sorts of side activities and i almost have the platinum so i just kind of want to like do all the stuff around it and then mm-hmm. do the final mission and then get the platinum you know and then i'm just done with it i, I think all i put right. in like almost 60 hours so uh yeah okay well save it for what we've been playing i will um how are you it's been well I'm okay. Um, I've been, of course, I, I, yeah, I've been doing some stuff, you know, in terms of gaming, uh, you know, doing the pot, the pot, I mean, live streaming stuff, of course. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that I want to talk about in the news that got me super excited. Um, <laughs> but we'll work. But we'll, we'll we'll work our way to it. Um. But let's start. Let's start with uh, with what we always do. Is of course the news, and wow, boy, it has been an interesting time. Yeah, um, I haven't even listed all the articles, but I do want to bring up the uh, one that I haven't listed yet. Apparently, Elden Ring came out, uh, and uh, it's apparently one of the best games of all time. It's only uh, if the uh, yeah. reviews are to believe. Yeah, I mean, I like think... it's only the the most anticipated game after Horizon, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, that's true. That's true, because for, like, Feb- like I said, February was the winter of gaming. Yeah, the winter of gaming has come. Yep. it has probably made a lot of wallets cry out in agony. Um, a lot of uh, Regala editions have been sold. No, jeez, man. I, I mean, had, like so many different versions. Yeah, they had like. The collector's the special edition, which had the steel case, and then they had the collector's edition, we had which had the elephant statue, I think, and then they had the regala edition, which had even more stuff and the elephant in it, and then like in a in a regala uh, skin, and like the amount of reels I have seen on Instagram with these stupid regala edi- with stupid elephants. I mean, I'm happy for the people that bought it, but if, I'm, gonna, I'm like I'm gonna be honest. If you've seen 15 elephants. In a, in a day, you're like, you know, I don't care yeah. anymore about these stupid elephants, man. I'm happy for the people that blew their money on it because it's in euros. <laughs> it was 300 euros like, oh, for the Regala edition, which, which is crazy. Like, again, if you're a fan, I mean, like, I know that our friend of the show, Liam, is a huge fan. And I'm really happy for him that he got one of the collectors. I think he has two. He has one collector's edition in Canada and he has either the regala edition in australia or in canada or the collected edition. i don't know happy yeah, for him something like that. but like the <laughs> amount of freaking elephants and steel cases i've seen is like okay we know horizon we came it. out okay maybe you should just go and play the game instead of making reels you know because that's what it's basically about playing the damn game you know <laughs> but yeah 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 that also came out uh in between recording yeah Right? Yeah. It was the week that the the episode episode. came out. Yeah, it was the week the episode came out. I think we actually talked about that. And that also got really good reviews, by the way. Yep. And it looks really good. I'm really looking forward to finally playing it eventually sometime. I don't know. I would definitely Um, recommend playing it on PS5. 
Yeah, so here's my so here's my thing right now, right? So I don't think I'm gonna get it now. I wouldn't um, because there because there's other stuff that I want to play. Yeah. Um also, like I said, Elden Ring came out and like I'm looking at the open critic website right now and it's averaging at a ninety-six. Yeah. Which is with a hundred percent of credits critics recommending it. I think on Metacritic, it doesn't even have a single mixed review. Like it's all positive. I wouldn't be surprised if Polygon is clickbaiting again and saying like, "Oh, it's an okay game," you know, because that's what they did with The Last of Us at the time. Everybody gave tens, and and Polygon gave like a seven or something like that. That's when they gave reviews a, a number, and they were like, "Yeah, it's an okay game." Well, on PlayStation Five, it has ninety-seven. Apparently, the PC um, version is is not oh, that great. It's not good. No, I watched. You know what? You, yeah, I watched the Digital Foundry video today about the PC version, and it's they weren't really positive, and they actually didn't even recommend the PC version. Yeah, I'm just checking out. So both the PC and the Xbox version sit at ninety-five on Metacritic. The PlayStation 5 version is at 97. The so, funny thing the here fun, the fun... is that you would say that the Xbox Series X has the more power and the blah, blah, blah. So that would be the best version to play. But I believe the PS5 version is the best version to play. Which is... It seems like... Which it, basically throws out... a humble brag for PlayStation? No, no, right no, 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 no. I'm not. But what it basically does is, like all those people that came up with those stupid arguments saying... The Xbox Series X is better because it has more power. Blah blah blah. And when we said if it doesn't matter because when it comes to third party, they will never tap into that power because they're just playing off of the common denominator. They just need to make it run smoothly mm-hmm. on all the platforms. They're not gonna invest in haptic feedback on the PlayStation controller. They're not gonna invest in prettier graphics on the Xbox. It's just like, yo, does it run at the level we want it? Yes. Is it consistent across all the platforms? Cool, let's go. You know, the only place where you will notice that extra power is when Microsoft comes out with a game on its own because then it uses that power. So the whole argument with Xbox Series X is better, sorry, it's not. There is no better console. It's what you prefer. The the funny thing right here, though, is that the um, PC version not being very good optimized is kind of indicative of from software because I don't think... I don't think they've ever put out a Souls game on PC that did not have issues. Like, infamously, the uh, Dark Souls was, horrible. was infamously bad on PC. Yeah, the Digital and Foundry it, it says took that. The, uh, it, t- it took the community to, like, fix it. The Digital Foundry guy said that Sekiro was actually pretty good on PC, so it's, surpri- it's a surprise to them that... That they went a step back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that Sekiro was actually good yeah, but like, on PC. To be honest, I personally, I don't play Souls games, even though I've been tempted a lot, but it's just too hardcore for me. So I don't, I mean, like, I still want to play Demon Souls. Just play Demon Souls, man. Just play Demon Souls. Yeah, but like, I'm not going to pay 80 bucks for it, you know? So I'm waiting for like a sale to pick it up for like 30 bucks. Then I feel, I'll feel less bad when I don't play it anymore. But like. Well, it was your decision to go all digital, man. Just saying. I don't mind. Actually, it's it's actually helped me a lot. Um, I picked up Cyberpunk for twenty five like bucks. Ah, true. That yeah. that got into the yeah. discount. But like, how, uh, yeah. Have you played that already or not yet? Oh, I'll talk about it later in the what I've been playing. I've played a little bit, but 
I feel like Souls games are meant to be played on console. So I think that the only reason they're bringing them out on PC is like to appease PC fans, but it's not their main focus, you know? I cannot imagine playing a Souls game with a keyboard and a mouse. I mean, that doesn't mm. sound like it plays nice. Actually, I don't... I've never... I mean, I've played Dark Souls on PC. I just use a controller. I think everybody does that. Or at least the majority does it. Because, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I if it was a, um, it's just like a normal yeah. RPG, then it's fine. Like a, a Diablo or a, maybe a, one of those... Um, divinity original sin kind of games but in this game timing is everything so you can't like fiddle around with controls you need to have instant uh, uh feedback from your controls otherwise you die yeah true yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day i mean like performance wise that's one thing but gameplay wise yeah looking pretty sweet like uh, like like my best friend, of course, you know him. Yeah, and he's he's uh he's been playing nothing but Elden Ring, so he just keeps harassing me with Elden Ring footage. Uh, and like, stop doing it! You're making me want to play the game. Well, you can, like, but uh, I don't know if you're gonna be happy with it. Why? Because I would have to play it on my PlayStation Four. That and that you have no space on it, and that you'll probably die a lot. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I already do that in. Dark Souls. There's nothing different there. <laughs> There's nothing different there, man. I already do that in Dark Souls. The only reason why I'm by like, contemplating on getting it on PlayStation Four is because it has a free upgrade to PlayStation Five. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. But wouldn't you um, rather just hold out for the PS Five version? I mean, yeah, but then we're like a year, maybe two years further. Then you have stuff to look forward to when you have a PS Five. I already have stuff to look forward to. It's got my PlayStation Now library, our uh, Plus library. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> claiming, claiming all these games, man. It's basically when I got the like the PlayStation Four finally. I had all these games on the PlayStation Four that I like. Oh, okay, all right. Well, that's yeah, but that's good, right? Then at I, least you don't have to I buy games. I guess I could play Infin- Infamous First Light. Uh, yeah. All good. No, <laughs> which is still a great game. It's a good. <sighs> It's a good game. I'll say that. I wouldn't call it great. It's good. I never finished First Light. I loved Second Son, but I never finished First Light. It took me a really long time to finish First Light. And when it ended, I was like, oh, that was kind of anticlimactic. Mm. It felt really short. I mean, I get why Why I, it's a standalone thing. And yep. it's like, I think it was, how much was it? 40 bucks? 30, something like that. Yeah, something like that. That seems accurate. Yeah, yeah, because it's a really small campaign. And it still took me a really long time because they have a bunch of these challenges that you can do. Mm. I was like, you know what? I'm good, fam. These challenges are really annoying. <sighs> challenges. I hate those. Uh, yeah, but I've never platinumed that game just because of that. I but uh, I have yeah. the, like the, the infamous one on PS3. I almost have the platinum for that game. I just need one trophy and then I have the platinum. And that trophy is collect 300-something shards. And I have collected them all, but I cannot find the last one. And I've tried everything to find it. Like, I printed out a map where all the locations were. And then I, one by one, went to the locations and crossed off where they're supposed to be. And I still haven't found that last shard. (laughs) Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 
but not as bad as the Street Fighter 6 logo. I missed that whole thing. I just saw the announcement, but I, I missed the whole thing. But you have seen the Street Fighter logo, Street Fighter 6 logo by now. Right? No, no, not even that. Really? Yo, check out the check out the uh, uh, check out the link I sent you. Check out my the phone. Um, but basically, like they revealed, they they um, I I I don't think we talked about it because it was like within. So they had this countdown website, right? Mm-hmm. Capcom was counting down to a new game. People were speculating what it was, but honestly, it was pretty clear there was going to be something Street Fighter related. Um, especially considering that it ended on the last day of the Capcom Pro Tour tournament. Um, so when the tournament ended, that's when they dropped the the trailer, and the trailer looks really cool. Um, I think it's running on RE Engine, so they switched to a to a new engine for this game. Um, Ryu looks super buff. Um, he's shirtless, has like this cool mustache going. Um, he's rocking some sandals, so you can see his bare feet for those are for those that are. Uh, into that kind of stuff and then facing off against him instead of you know standard you know Ryu can it was Luke the last DLC character for Street Fighter 5 um who has like these massive biceps like what the heck man um but then it ends of course with the logo and people are like first people are dogging on the logo because it doesn't look so good it looks very generic and then they found out that hey this logo kind of looks like this adobe stock image that they just modified and it's, you can look it up it's like i think i saw the logo it's uh the color is different it's like 80 bucks yeah, yeah. the but color is different the and they added the six they, to it they added the six and they modified the, and it looks like they modified the s and f so it's so weird though it's so freaking weird that that it looks like that i don't know if it's on purpose I don't know if they actually stole it and tweaked it. Nobody knows at this point, but it's kind of awkward. <laughs> it is. Oh, man. But we'll know more about Street Fighter Six this summer. I really so, don't care, man. I play fighting games. Maybe E3? Maybe Evo? Um, I don't know. Evo is owned by Sony know. right now. Evo is owned by Sony yeah. right now, yeah. I don't know if they'll do it there. But I think the um, game was exclusive to PlayStation, right? PC and PlayStation? 5 was. Five was. Oh, 6 isn't? 6 has no platforms in it. Ah, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it exclusive and then they showed it off at Evo. I think that was kind of also part of the problems with Street Fighter V, that it was an exclusive to PlayStation. Because you're limiting your pool of fighters to like people that either play on PC or PlayStation. It is a very limiting pool. Like Some people don't want to play on playstation some people prefer to play on xbox you know you have to give them the option and if you're especially something like a fighting game like community right because now you have the people that were playing street fighter 4 on xbox now forced to move to either pc or playstation maybe they don't want to do that yeah um especially since fighting sticks do not transcend uh like console generations apparently like really Really? That, yeah. Apparently, they don't like. I thought they were just like are, uh, racing wheels that they just you know move generations. 
Apparently not. Well, that's it. Apparently, you need like a different like if you have a really good fighting stick, you can change out the controller in it, like the the controller that drives like which things it can do. So apparently, the only thing that's consistent is PC because PC is USB. But you can't, for example, use a fight stick made for PC on a console. You have to have it specifically for that console. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's really dumb and stupid. Sounds like a cash grab. Mm-hmm. You know what's also a cash grab? <laughs> no, enlighten the, us. <laughs> the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft, which, um, according to new, uh, what do you call this again? Insights, uh, fil- filings, reports. Fi- Inside filings from the yeah, uh, from the whole acquisition that's going on because they have to you know present. Like the whole um, master plan to rule down. the world. Oh come on! Don't do that. <laughs> Especially now, that sounds like a really bad th- bad idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, amidst all the the accusations that they were having, of course, you know, being sued by California, um, by by California, the state of California uh, for the whole um, sexual harassment and uh, and like the bad environment working environment that they basically have there. Um, it basically lines out this timeline of how things went down. I mean, when it happened, right, we were all like, oh, they probably were talking to uh, Activision for probably a couple of months, right? At least six months, if not a year. And it turns out it was just literally just a few months. Yeah, it was three like, days after the Wall Street Journal article came out, they started talking. They started talking, which is also interesting because I think 24 to 48 hours after that article dropped, Phil Spencer sent out a uh, an, an internal memo. Yep, it got leaked know, condemning, out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, condemning what they're doing at Activision Blizzard. Yep. And then, like, meanwhile, like, literally, like, the day or so, a day or so later, um, they, uh, they got into contact with Microsoft with uh, Activision, or Activision contacted them, and Microsoft showed interest in purchasing Activision Blizzard. Is it the not the other is, way though, around that Microsoft said? We, I think Microsoft said they want to talk to Activision. Uh, let me see. Uh, the next day, a Saturday, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella was apparently more explicit in uh, indicating that Microsoft was interested in exploring specific combination of activity. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it, because it they... almost sounds like, and I don't know if it, that, I don't know if that says it in the article, but it almost sounds like, because my, Activision was talking to four parties because yeah. it was known that they were in financial situation, in a tricky situation, even though they have Call of Duty uh, that brings in money, but they were in a difficult spot. So, I, what it sounds like is they were just talking to four parties. Microsoft got a hint of this, and they were like, we're not going to let this company get swooped up by someone else. If they're going to get sold, then we want to buy them. That we ha- that way we yeah. have all the IP. So it sounds like Microsoft kind of like swooped in and just threw the biggest money bag in the world at them. And they're like, we'll just buy you whatever price. They, they were here like, here's our money hat. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a bunch of money. Yeah. Here's our money hat. Here you go. You get all the monies, yeah. and we get all your stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, like, I cannot Except imagine. I cannot imagine Sony buying them because they just. I don't think Sony has the money for them. No, they wouldn't. I don't think. Uh, so. Yeah, I think it's like a consortium of investors, a hedge fund, maybe tech companies, like companies that have deep pockets. You know, like Facebook, maybe or. Uh, oh God, no! Whatever, no, not you know. That. Yeah, but like yeah, for, for, for a company like that, that would be a huge acquisition to bolster the metaverse to have Call of Duty in there. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't even want to think about that. Me neither. Um, yeah, so like this, uh, the article is really interesting, actually. It's on the, I think IGN has, has it up and The Verge has it up. Yep. So if you have the chance, go read it because it's really, really interesting. The thing that I keep bringing, I know I keep bringing this up, is that, <laughs> you know, even at the end of the day, when they, if they when they do finally kick out Bobby Kotick, when the deal is done, he's gonna be he's gonna leave a richer man for it, and that is the part that kind of gets me because he got away with being a complete and total jerk for twenty plus years, yep. and he and he gets rewarded for being. A total jerk. But I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people went once he's out, then a lot of people will start suing him. You know, victims will start suing him, or a class action might be brought against him for harassment instead of because now he basically has the whole Activision legal apparatus at his disposal defending him, or maybe even Microsoft, because in inadvertently Microsoft is like our company is being sued, so we have to do this even though we don't want to. So I wouldn't be surprised like I think, once he's I out that people def- will sue him. Yeah, but I don't think that Microsoft is defending them right now because Microsoft doesn't own Activision yet, so they're still essentially an independent company. Yeah, it, will, it will look so bad on them as well. Are- like the company you're trying to buy, the CEO is being sued, you know? So well, technically public he is opinion- being sued right now by a shareholder. By, but, or at least it- Activision Blizzard is being sued by a shareholder because of the sale of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft. Yeah. So basically what they want is to not have Bobby Kotick get his payday which when is the sale is finalized, yeah. which is which honestly would be super great, but apparently when big acquisitions like this happen without the shareholders knowing about it, they tend to sue the company because there's, you know, because their shares are going away, right? Yep. So it's like, hey, like you're taking our payday away. But they're getting um, money for we're this year. It to, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but not as much as Bobby Kotick. Yeah, I think in the article it says that Bobby Kotick is expect, expected to make over $400 million from this sale when he leaves. Yeah, yeah, I think it's... It like, says uh, on below in the article somewhere down in... The- yeah, 400, 410 and $142, $75 based on the $95 per share that Microsoft plans to pay. Yep seriously yep seriously what the heck i know that's the risk of giving oh but... and that's additional to his 14 14.592 and 302 golden parachute yeah i know right mm. imagine that he already has a lot of money from over the years and a lot of bonus pay so i wouldn't be surprised like if he ends up either becoming a billionaire or maybe he already is a billionaire, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a billionaire at the end of this all with all his money combined. But yeah. what will probably happen is, is he'll go away and nobody will ever hear from him again. Because normally when these things happen, those people tend to go on to the board of directors of other companies. 
But I don't, I think in this case he's he's just damaged goods and nobody wants to touch him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please, 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 ride off into the sunset, Bobby Kotick, and never flip and return to the game industry. We don't need you here. Yeah. We don't need you here. That that's all I'm gonna say about that. Because every time I hear that man's name, I just boil over, man. <laughs> So 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 let's so let's turn to something that does not make me boil in anger, but um, does, however, um, make me laugh. Well, maybe not laugh anymore, because apparently they um, they finally did it. They finally um, fixed uh, Cyberpunk for the most part. Yeah, they did a live stream last week, I think. No, two weeks ago. And then it was, I, I tried to watch it, but it was really horrible. It was like four people, two community managers, uh, a quest director or something, and a tech, and not something, another director. But like, it was so disorganized and it was so, so like the, the community managers, it felt like they were trying to keep to the script, but these two other devs, they were just like constantly going off script, constantly just shouting stuff like, oh, we also have this in the game. Oh, we also have that in the game. And like, it was really hard to watch. I like. I was like, okay, I just need to know when the stupid upgrade comes out because I want to play the game again, you know? And it came out the same day, which I kind of knew was going to happen. So the Shadow dropped the next-gen up, uh, upgrade and also the the, P, the PC 1.5 update, which improves a lot of stuff. Mm. And then I downloaded the PC version again. I booted it up. And the second, like literally 10 seconds in, and I see a body floating in the air. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to play this. And I just turned off the PC. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is not going to work. So I downloaded the trial, and I've been putting some time in the trial. And it's better so far. I mean, it looks really on nice on the PlayStation 5. 5? Yeah, so it looks really nice on the okay. PS5. It's a five-hour trial, and you have 30 days to get to the end of the five hours. The full game is available. Um, you just don't get trophies because it's a trial. But the game is on sale until March And the save 3rd. file transfers over. Yeah, and the save file transfers over. And the game was on sale for 25 bucks, And I was like, am I going to play this on PC? You know what? No, I'm not going to play this on PC. So I just blew my money away on the PC version. I can live with that. So I just bought the PS5 version for 25 bucks, And uh, I'm going to play that after Horizon. Oh, man. I I was tempted to get it, but I only have the PlayStation 4. And I was really tempted to get the PC version because it was on sale there as well. And then just play it on GeForce Now. Yeah. But I was like, I, I honestly do not have the time to play different games, man. I mean, uh, Triangle Strategy is about to come out. And I've just played the the, 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 the prologue demo. And I'm like, oh, gosh darn it, this game is good. <laughs> I kind of really want that. That's why I was torn. Because on the one hand, everybody's playing Elden Ring and it looks super cool and like people are constantly dying and stuff like that, but people are also doing really cool things that made me go like, I can do that. Also, the character builder is like apparently very, very robust, and you can like make you can respect your character, uh, in cool ways. So it's like there's a lot of freedom, but also they've streamlined the whole Souls experience to make it a bit less painful. It's like, oh, that actually sounds very. Very tempting. I think this is the most um, accessible Souls game they made so far. That's what a lot of people say, but yeah. uh, I also feel like stuff like that is in the eye of the beholder. I mean, if you're ex- an experienced Souls player, you say this is the most approachable one yet. That's like me saying, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise is the most approachable Monster Hunter yet, and still have people 
biatch about Monster Hunter being not approachable. Um, despite the fact that it really is the most approachable Monster Hunter. But you're biased. You'll be playing, you've been playing those games Thank for you. years. No, but exactly. Thank you. That's my point. There are biased people that love Souls games. They're just saying this is the most approachable one yet. But there is a... I'm pretty sure there's a bias to it to some degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's fine. You can have a bias about something. I mean, that's human nature. You're not going to yeah. avoid that. Yeah. Um, what is, uh, what isn't human nature is, well, you know, we're going to get to this. You know, we were going to get to this. Your segues are just sometimes just really something. (laughs) Well, I try to do my best to make them at least something interesting. And, um, this one was actually kind of interesting because this is a, this was, uh, so basically every year. On the 27th of January, uh, Pokemon fans around the world celebrate Pokemon Day. January or February? Date. Oh, sorry, February. February, <laughs> my bad. Um, this this whole year has been a kind of a roller coaster, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, in more ways than one, but yeah. Um, yeah, so February 27th, every year, we celebrate the launch of Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green in Japan. Um, last year was the 25th anniversary. This year is the 26th, but 25th is not like a big deal. And every year they do like a Pokemon presentation, which they now call Pokemon Presents. They've been doing the Pokemon Presents for... Uh, I want to say they've been doing it since the 20th anniversary. And every time they do, they announce something big. Like, for example, with one of the first Pokemon Presents they did, um, that was the 20th anniversary. That's when we got Pokemon Go. Uh, with the 25th anniversary, that's when we got Pokemon Legends Arceus. And this year, um, we finally got the announcement of a new Pokemon game. The ninth gen of Pokemon game, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do a live stream of that, of my reactions. But if I, they did, if I did, um, you'd probably be seeing me squeeing like a Little girl. It'll probably be like the direct Flipping videos. cool it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> if you've seen my reaction videos, you know how I am. I get super excited when I see something that I'm really looking forward to. And I always felt that with, with Pokemon Legends Arceus, like, they kind of promised open world and then they, then they revealed that it's actually not open world. It's way more Monster Hunter in that regard, which is fine. I kind of just wish they would have, you know, showed it, presented it as such when they initially announced it. But this time, they were, like, very clear on the website. It's the first open-world Pokemon game. And I was so ecstatic when I read that. Almost as ecstatic when I saw the best kitty ever, <laughs> the new starter Pokemon. Oh, my goodness. Hang on. I keep forgetting the name. Um because it's they're all like apparently the the new region is based off of Spain and Portugal. Um, you can really see like Mediterranean vibes if you look at like the trailer, and you can also see it in the names of the starter Pokemon. So the grass starter is called Sprigatito. Um, what that sounds like something Italian. Yeah, like I said, Mediterranean. Um, the fire Pokemon is called Fuecoco. And the water Pokemon is called Quaxly, which is, as you can tell by the name, is a cute little duckling. 
Um, the fire Pokemon looks like a little little kind of gator who kind of looks like an apple, which is kind of funny because he's not a he's not a grass Pokemon. He's a fire type. And Sprigatito is uh, is a cute little grass cat who looks so flippin' adorable. And if you know anybody who knows me, I love cats. I don't own I don't own cats myself, uh, unfortunately. But I really love cats, and I also love grass starters. And I know that a lot of people give grass starters a bunch of guff for being grass starters. And the fir- when people I've seen a lot of people's reactions when they saw the grass starter, they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's so cute!" It's like, "Ha ha!" Now you can't now you can't say bad stuff about a grass starter anymore because <laughs> you like the grass starter now. Uh, the only thing I, the only thing I can hope for is that the the evolution line does not um, end up being disappointing because that can sometimes happen. Like for example, the sixth gen Pokemon Chespin, like I don't like his like evolutionary line. He ended up being like this weird big bulky. I don't know what you would even call that. I mean, the the design is like is based. Chespin is based off of an armadillo, which is super weird, considering that um, the region that that Pokemon is from is based off of France. I didn't know that armadillos were in France, but okay. I had no um, idea. Yeah, neither did I. But uh, yeah, Sprigatito, Fuecoco, Quaxley, all cute new Pokemon for the ninth gen. Um, they say it's coming out late 2022, which basically means that it's coming out in November. I'm calling it right now. It's coming out in November. Because there hasn't been any Pokemon games released lately that did not come out in November. Especially with some mainline Pokemon games. Um, there are people that are like, uh, wow, that's kind of eating um, the lunch of Pokemon Legends Arceus. That thing came out like barely a month ago. And you're already announcing another big Pokemon game. For this year. I was like, well, I was like, well, yes, because the last mainline Pokemon game came out in 20... 19? 19, 19, 19. So what is Arceus then? Yeah. Four. If it's not a Arceus main. came out. No, it's not a main. It's a spinoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's which is really weird because in Japan they said it was a mainline game. But in the West, the marketing was no no no, it's a spin-off. Don't worry. Okay. This is not Gen 9, which makes sense because there are no new Pokemon in there, just Pokemon variants. So we'll probably get Pokemon Legends, la 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 la, something as the next game after Violet and Scarlet. That's maybe. what people are kind of hoping for because they because the way Pokemon Legends works, we okay since we don't know how Scarlet and um, Violet. Scarlet and Violet are going to are going to be working, we don't know what that's going to be looking like. Other than that, it's an open world game, um, and that's kind of it. Yeah, and like the environments look really big. Like even the town. Like I think they showed one of the main towns, and it looks huge. Assuming they can populate it, <laughs> I don't know. It's again, it's Game Freak, and I know that they work hard, but um, I know that also they have limitations because they're. But uh, you can tell a big difference in this one. This one actually looks even better than. Pokemon Legends Arceus, although I did see a couple of elements that were in the distance that were also not running at, you know, 30 frames per second. It's early footage, right? No, I mean, it's early footage, but this, we said the same thing about Pokemon Legends Arceus, and 
it still ended up having elements that run at frame five frames per second if it was too far in the distance. I think that's just yeah. the limitation of the switch. I think part of it is limitation of the switch. I also, but then again, you have games like the Xenoblade Chronicles games that do not have this issue. You have uh, Breath of the Wild that does not have this issue, and that was a launch game. That was a Wii U game for crying out loud. So. I hope that in the in the time between making Pokemon Legends Arceus and announcing this game, they've hired a whole bunch of talent that is like properly versed in making HD games, so they can help optimize it a bit better. Yeah. Other than that, um, looks really cool. I wonder if this it one has really uh, voice acting in it. I doubt it, but that would be like. The oh, next, that would be so yeah. Good. I mean, that's one of the things that I personally do not like about Pokemon, is that it doesn't have voice acting. I mean, like, you can make up arguments for space on the cartridge and whatnot, but other games do it as well. And I feel like yeah. you can't do an RPG anymore without voice acting, not on on the scale of Pokemon. No, 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 no. That did that was very clear when we started playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, that has like a two-hour tutorial and it's a lot of text and you have to click through it the whole time i was kind of like really but when i finally was able to play the game i was happy but the first couple of hours is oh boy um i'm glad that i did not stream the first couple of hours because i don't know if i would actually be happy if i did um and it's not the full game it's not the entire experience it's just the beginning and it's like mm. Yeah, kind of. It, 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 if you're going to put that much text into a video game, you might as well put in voice, uh, like a voice cast. Yeah. Yeah, that's just me. Um, well, and many people. It's not just me, but many people. Um, I don't know if they'll. Uh, I think it's too soon. I don't think this game will have voice acting. I hope it does. Because well. un unless they. Pff, I don't know. In the time that Legends Arceus came out and this game being announced, they were like, oh, snap. Um, yeah, okay. Um, maybe we should like quickly get some voice actors together and do something. I don't think so. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll, we have until November to figure it out. Oh, sorry. I mean, late 2022 to figure it out. Um, but yeah, you know what? We don't have to figure it out at the, what's coming out soon. Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Uh, seems that uh, for once, they're taking a page off the uh, Ubisoft, uh, the Ubisoft uh, playbook yeah. in terms of uh, yearly releases and saying, you know what? We're going to skip 2024. And, 2023. Uh, oh, sorry. 2023 and go to 2024. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was like kind of flabbergasted. I'm like, Oh, okay. You actually do understand that yearly releases suck. Uh, yeah, finally. After, what, 10 years, 15 years of Call of Duty games? Maybe 20? No, no. It's, uh... Call of Duty is an old franchise. It started out on the PC back in the they've, PS. They've been doing yearly since Call of Duty 2. Yeah. When did that come out? I think... 2005 2006 it was a launch title for the xbox 360 mm. i think 2005 
Yeah, October 2004. I remember because that way, that a friend of mine bought an Xbox 360 and we played a lot of Call of Duty 2 multiplayer just locally, you know, just jumping off the rooftops in this map in, in uh, Tunisia with the M1 Garand and you would hear that satisfying ping when you emptied the cartridge. Oh, those were the days. The Call of Duty yeah, was it's... much simpler back then. Yeah, because the first game came out in 2003 and then 2005 was yeah. Call of Duty 2. Yeah. And back then it was only one developer. It was only Infinity Ward. Yeah. But apparently after that they did one every, every year. Yeah, because I remember they did uh, even spin-offs like Big Red One on PS2 and Xbox and then Call of Duty 2 on Xbox 360 and then when the PS3 came out they did Call of Duty 3 which was also a second World War game and then in 2007, I think, when Modern Warfare 1 came out, which kind of... Well, the funny thing is, is it kind of made multiplayer gaming what it is today with perks and skills and stuff like that and customization and attachments because before that, we didn't have that in games. Kind of like what Halo did for regenerative health because we didn't have that before Halo 2 came out. Yeah. Yeah, so strange. Uh, that is super strange. But it does give them the time to relax, yep. to give the developers some time to breathe, and actually, you know, like shop, like uh, like um, not shop, um, workshop ideas, yeah, and doing something else. Because I think the one that's coming out this year it's made by Infinity is what Modern, yeah, it's Modern Warfare Two Remake, right? Yep, a reboot or yeah. whatever, yeah, a reboot or whatever yeah. the heck they want to call. Yeah, because basically every Call of Duty game gets two years because they have three studios doing it. So it's Infinity Ward, it's Treyarch, and it's Sledgehammer. Uh, Sledgehammer did Vanguard last year, and Treyarch did Gold War. Um, and apparently, they're also doing Warzone Two this year, which will be next gen only. NPC, and then they have Raven software that made, basically maintains uh, Warzone uh, with updates. They're basically like the live studio. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are looking forward to Modern Warfare 2 because I, I mean, like, I skipped Call of Duty since after Modern Warfare 2 on the PS3. I skipped them all. I like bought maybe one or two like Advanced Warfare because it had Kevin Spacey in it, and I just played the single player, which I thought was pretty cool. Was a, is that also the one that has the the, the press F force to, to pay respects? I don't know. It could be. I don't I know. That one. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I played uh, Infinite Warfare because the single player looked cool, and personally, I did like the single player in space. Um, but then after that, like I I didn't even buy it anymore for the multiplayer. And then they came out with Modern Warfare, which was the reboot, and I think like that one sold a lot. And I still see people playing it. Um, I'm, I've always been a traditional Battlefield fan, but I, I love Modern Warfare, so I really hope, well, I'm expecting to, to be as great as the first one, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, this will give Treyarch the time to come up with something new, and maybe they should just take it in a whole different direction and make... Uh, I was thinking about this the other day, like, I wouldn't mind like an open-world uh, Call of Duty game, and that could be first-person, that could be third-person. I think that would be really cool, and then People would say, but how is it open world? Well, simple. You can just base it off a region. Like you can say your soul, your mercenaries in a big country and you have to complete multiple objectives to secure back the country. Like, Or for example, the United States gets invaded, kind of like they did in Modern Warfare 2. And you're the last of the resistance of the, 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 the Marines or something like that. And you have to push the invaders out. 
and you have to gather resources and you have to like, like, like with traditional RPGs, you know, you have to gather stuff to work towards the main final quest to push away the invaders, you know, that would be really cool. I actually hope that maybe Guerrilla Games does something like that for Killzone, you know, make an open world third person Killzone shoot game. That would be awesome. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. So if, yeah, if anybody's mean... looking to hire, I'm available, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hell no, I don't want to work in gaming. Are you crazy? <laughs> no, man. I, I mean, it's better than nothing, right? Um, I hope... I hope with... I legit... Like, I'm not a big first-person shooter guy. You know this. Yeah. But I still hope, at least from the perspective of the developers, that this gives them the time to do something different. Yeah. Um, I feel like they can't and also take some time off yeah they, I yeah, feel they like can't do the same off. stuff anymore they need to do something different otherwise people won't buy it yeah I mean if they go back I honestly if I see one more World War 2 shooter I am going to and then suddenly and then suddenly the sniper elite to stuff you know like, yeah mm, <laughs> and then suddenly still... gearbox we, we stop recording and we see an announcement gearbox announces new brothers in arms game set in world war ii <laughs> uh, you couldn't make up a fictional conflict <laughs> well i don't but it's that's always based on reality right that's the selling point oh, yeah, of the game it is isn't it yeah yeah I guess that's why we haven't seen a new Band of Brothers in years. Yeah. Well, Band of Brothers is getting a, a sequel, a second season. Yeah, didn't you know that? Sorry, Band of. Sorry, I'm. You mean Brothers in I Arms? I said Band of Brothers in Arms. Why did I say Band? They all have the same stupid name. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Cool. Right, that was news. <laughs> Stick <that>. around. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be going to what we've been playing. Ah, stupid name. <laughs> it beats the Xbox Series S and X. Yeah. <laughs> True. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second segment, which is, of course, as always, what we've been playing. So, Sean Templar, what have you been playing? Um, I think I mentioned last time that I finished Kina Bridge of Spirits. Yes, you did. Yeah, so I finished Kina Bridge of Spirits. And then <laughs> I had like this week I needed to pass time until Horizon Forbidden West came out. So I got, I went back and I got... I, I was contemplating about going back and playing Horizon Zero Dawn again, but then I realized, like, no, that just takes too long, and I don't know if I'm in the mood for certain missions. So I just watched, like, a recap, a video on what happened in the story. But I did go back and got the Platinum Trophy. It took me, like, a whole day because there were only a few more Platinum uh, trophies I needed to get before I got the Platinum, but, you know, it's time-consuming, and I have to use guides and look it all up and stuff. But I got the Platinum for Zero Dawn, and then um, I started playing Yakuza 4 because I finished Yakuza 3 a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so far my experience has been a little bit mixed because I love the Yakuza games, but this one has changed it up a bit because you play with four different characters now. So the game is chopped up in four parts and all the characters have different fighting styles. Um, it feels a little bit like... Uh, 
the the story feels a little bit slow and a bit like there's too much stuff in there that doesn't make sense you know i mean like the the previous story was pretty good it was concise it was straight to the point and here they've added a lot more you know extra stuff around it i don't know if they did it on purpose to stretch out the 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 game the, the time it takes to finish the game or something but it was like why am i doing this why is he using 300 words to say something he can say with 20 words you know it just feels so so i don't know boring and then i got to the part where i'm playing with the second character i hate his fighting style and now i'm at a boss and i cannot defeat the boss because his I cannot deal with this fighting style. So it really frustrates me. So eventually I was like, yeah, I know what? I'm not in the mood to do this right now. So I'm not even going to try this. So I left that for what it is. And then I tried the Cyberpunk trial on the PS5. Um, just started up a character, the Nomad, I think. And I played for like maybe an hour, an hour and a half. Um, I like it so far. Um, in On the PC at the time when it came out, I put in six hours as a corpo. Um, so I know it's a good game. It's just more that the technical stuff around the game that broke the experience for me. Uh, but I like it, so I'll probably go back to that, uh, play it when I finish Horizon Forbidden West. Um, then I start, Then I went back to the PC because I was like in a strategy mood. So I played Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, which is a game like I bought like years ago. Uh, I'm a fan of the TV show Battlestar Galactica, so they made like this real time strategy game. It has some elements of total war in it, but like a campaign map, you have to build your fleets and you have to move to different systems and do missions there. And then you have to uh, actually do the battle with your battleships, uh, which is really cool because you have to like plan it out. You have different ways that your ships can move. They have elevation and stuff like that. You have to be careful that you don't crash into your own ships or other ships, for example. Um, if you're like a fan of Battlestar Galactica, this is like the perfect game to play. Um, so I've been playing that a bit. Um, I played the, the demo of a game called No Plan B Required or No Plan B, I think, which is a pretty unique game, I would say. It is a tactical um, strategy. Yeah, yeah stra- tactical strategy game. So basically how it works is is you have to you have different scenarios you need to complete with either a SWAT team or an FBI team or as banks and robbers. And how it works is, is you have to plan out your entire move and you have like a set time in which those moves have to com- be completed. But um, it's like trial and error. So you, for example, pick your, your people, you, you arm them, you give them skills. And then for example, okay, you're like, okay, I'm gonna stack them up at these doors. And then we're going to breach this door. We're going to pop in a flashbang. We're going to head into the room and we're going to start clearing the room. But you can't see into the room, so you don't know where the enemies are in the room. And um, you have to, like, put them at the door and then kick in the door, go into the room and see what happens and then rewind time. And then you're like, okay, cool. So there's an enemy there. So I need to adjust his trajectory or his walking path. So he stops here, sees him, shoots that. And then we move on to the next room and then the whole cycle repeats. And then eventually you've kind of chained all these planned moves together and then you just hit the play button and then it executes the whole move. And then hopefully your characters survive as well and you complete the mission. Um, It's a pretty unique take. It has a pretty cool art style. Uh, I played the demo and I really liked it. So I'm thinking about buying the full game. Um, It's like 13 bucks or something like that. It's an indie game, but it had like this fresh unique take on something and i kind of like strategy games like that um 
so yeah, I played that. And then <laughs> I bought Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's still in the envelope. It got shipped to me. It I got it two oh weeks my ago. Gosh, if... And it's still in the envelope because I just I haven't had time to open it because I've just been putting my time, all of my time, in Horizon Forbidden West. You better finish it before Scarlet comes out, man. I honestly don't know. So like it's in my kitchen. Uh, I have like this jar full of nuts, which is really nice. And um, it's like against that. So every time I open the jar to grab something, I'm looking at the envelope. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Pokemon. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care right now. And then I just do my thing, you know? Um, so I bought that. And then of course, finally, Horizon Forbidden West came out. And it's an awesome game. It is, I would compare it to everything Horizon Zero Dawn did great, or good, and this is just a step above. You know, it's a beautiful open world. The game looks gorgeous. You have uh, the performance mode and the quality mode. I'm playing in quality, so that's native 4K on 30 FPS. I played Horizon Zero Dawn in 60 FPS, which I liked, but honestly, I don't really mind that the game is running in 30 right now because it just looks really pretty, whereas when you do it in the performance mode, it's a little bit like on sharpness or a bit blurry. So I'm like, you know, I just want to take it in as, as pretty as I can. Um, a lot of different play styles you can do because you have like different weapons, of course, and different bows. Um, there's a lot, there's like there's a lot of variety in the environments. You can swim underwater now. You can fly with a flying mount. You can... Um, oh, that's new. Yeah, yeah. So there's a flying mount. Um, you have companions that you have to recruit to join your cause because you have kind of like, and they have their own missions and there are more tribes in this time, um, which are pretty diverse tribes as well. You go to famous locations like Las Vegas and San Francisco. Um, Yo, let's go. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, for one, for the one thing that really I loved is the soundtrack. Normally, like a soundtrack is... It's cool if a game has a good soundtrack or not. But there were moments in the combat where I really had like, whoa, this is a really cool soundtrack. I, I really love that they chose this music for this type of combat encounter. So I was like, whoa, that's really cool. Normally those things don't really stand out for me. But, the, but I had a couple of times where I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel pumped right now. Let's go, you know? Um, that uh, fast travel is literally fast travel. So like you just say fast travel and then the screen fades to black and then it fades in again and then you just press x which is really cool um you have the basic stuff like the resistance on the triggers and stuff like that it works really good um uh, i like i played it with a headset mostly so the 3d audio part is also really nice you can really feel immersed into the world like you're part of the world hearing birds sing and stuff like that um and the story it's it's a pretty good story they have like these unexpected twists in it that you don't see coming you're like huh okay i didn't expect this to happen uh and you also kind of find out what happened with ted farrow the the guy that basically doomed the whole world centuries ago um it's another pretty thing what happens to him um Ooh, okay yeah and i'm, I'm it, actually kind of curious yeah it's it's really cool i mean they've you uh, for example with the side quests as well like in the previous game side quests were like okay-ish, or some were like a hassle, like, go here, grab that, fight this machine while you're grabbing it, and come back, you know? But here, like, 
a lot of the side missions have actually just like a purpose and a cool little mini story in it and they don't feel repetitive you know so they've just they literally just did what was good in horizon zero dawn and just made it great in horizon forbidden west um i know if people like people want to my recommendation would be like if you can hold out and play it on a ps5 do it because that is in my opinion the best way to experience this game if you're like oh, well, i can't get a ps5 and you're privileged and whatever i understand that <laughs> i'm not privileged because i had to wait as well i was just patient you know i wasn't there on day one i had to wait a month some people have been waiting for years but hey that's something i can't help you know um but yeah i mean like if you can't hold out wait to play it on ps5 Otherwise, play it on PS4 and you'll still enjoy it because it still looks great on PS4 from what I saw. But uh, yeah, that's, I think, basically it for what I have been playing. Um, I'm almost done. I'm at the, the last uh, main mission. I know it's the main, last mission. Um, I'm just doing like a lot of side stuff to gather all the trophies that I need to gather. I think like uh, I have one cauldron left, which I'm doing right now to override machines. And then think i just need to finish the last mission and do all like one side quest and then i have to platinum i'm 60 hours in and i've basically done a lot of like going into new area looking at all the question marks doing all the side missions and then moving on instead of just constantly just going on um i can't imagine that that is a bit too intense for some people but it does reward you because you get a lot of experience points uh, and you get a lot of cool skills um I could probably go on for hours, but maybe we should just get Liam on the show and have him go nuts about Horizon, um, seeing yeah. as that's his jam. Um, yeah. I personally <laughs> would say it's a great game. Um, I think it's going to be a good contender for Game of the Year, but of course we're also going to get, hopefully, God of War this year, so that will be a bit tricky. I, I feel God of War will probably get Game of the Year if nothing crazy comes out. Maybe Breath of the Wild I've... 2 will get it. But honestly, at this point, I think Elden Ring is gonna get it with how many how how people are like swooning over that one. It could be, yeah. But I think like if it's gonna be between Horizon and God of War, I think God of War might still get Game of the Year over Horizon, even though Horizon is a great game. Um, but I would definitely you, you still think it's coming out this year, don't you? I have hopes. But to be honest, it's good to have. If you're thinking about it. It's been four years since God of War came out. So, like, one would expect that they're at some point... Like, what they said that it was going to come out last year when they announced it two years ago, yeah, that was that just was, crazy. That was, that was the biggest BS ever, you know? I mean, like, don't even do that because you're giving people false hope. But I can't imagine that they do it this year so that next year they can bring out Spider-Man because otherwise, you know, you got too many blockbusters in a year. So this could be, like the holiday blockbuster for Sony uh, to bring out uh, in the holiday season. So, yeah. yeah, It's up to them now. It is. Yeah. So, uh, anything else you've been playing? No, that's basically it. <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, mine is a bit shorter. Uh, I'm not going to spend too long about it. Um, I think... Let me think. Um, no, yeah. So I beat. Well, let me rephrase this very gently. I rolled credits on Pokemon Legends Arceus. 
Yeah. Uh, on my la- on my last stream, it took me three hours to finally get there. Like, oh oh my gosh, like that end game is like really long. Did you get a hundred percent completion not- on everything? No, not yet. I mm. decided to just get roll credits on stream so I can focus or take my time and completing the Pokedex. Okay. Um, apparently, there is another encounter that they're still there. Oh, okay. Apparently. Um, but, um, oh, I didn't talk about this in the news because that was honestly like the whole ninth gen kind of overshadowed it. But they also announced and released new content for Pokemon Legends Arceus, the version 1.1 Daybreak um, yep. update, which is free and adds new story missions Mm, and one of the things that one one of the things that it is uh is one of the story things that it adds is this new mission where there's a bunch of outbreaks happening and you have to research it Mm. now for those that have played pokemon legends rcs an outbreak is what happens sometimes in the world not constantly uh, sometimes in the world when you try and travel to one of the, the areas, it'll show a Pokemon icon on that map and say, hey, there's an outbreak of this Pokemon there. Um, this also increases your chance of getting a shiny of that Pokemon, especially if, you're, if you've completed that Pokemon's Pokedex, or better yet, if you've perfected that Pokedex entry, which means you've done all the missions for the Pokedex entry, um, it increases your chance of getting a shiny of a shiny Pokemon appearing. At that point, it's on you to try and catch them. Okay. Um, I unfortunately had this very unfortunate moment, uh, which I shared uh, on stream, where um, this is something that happened to me off stream, where I got this notification that one of my favorite Pokemons, Gardevoir, had an outbreak. I was like, there's not going to be a shiny there. <laughs> Let me just check it out. For poops and giggles, maybe I'll catch some pretty, like, maybe I'll I'll catch a bunch of Gardevoirs and it'll help me with my Pokedex entry. Fine. So I go there. And lo and behold, the first thing I see is a shiny Gardevoir. I'm like, yes! Let me catch... Wait, why can't I catch... Let me... Why can't I catch it? Then I see that I keep getting attacked by this big old alpha Gardevoir that was in the mix. Which I didn't even know that could happen. That you could that it, that an outbreak can spawn an alpha Pokemon. Um, the alpha Pokemons are basically the like the name say they're the alpha of that particular Pokemon. Okay. So they're big. They're super aggressive. And as soon as they see um, a, a human, they'll just attack him relentlessly. Um, so it's like, why are you attacking me? No! I tried to keep throwing my Pokemon. I keep getting attacked and the Gardevoir ran away. I was oh, like man. so upset. I was like, no! My shiny. I was so upset that I whooped that. Uh, I Well, I tried to whoop the the the, the, the alpha Pokemon, but I, my team was not optimal at that point because I was training Pokemon like to like, you know, fill out their Pokedex entry. So I just had a bunch of kind of weak Pokemon. So I had kept reviving them and like kept like doing little chip damage. But there was also another Pokemon. Like that's one of the that's one of the few things that I don't like about Legends Arceus is you they took out area of effect attacks. So you can only attack woke Pokemon at a time. But at the same time you can face off against three different Pokemon at the same time. Oh, okay. 
So even a small, annoying little Pokemon that you don't want to focus on because a giant alpha Pokemon is standing right in front of you doing massive damage, you still have to try and take out the small one or capture the small one, the ones that are surrounding it before you can finally deal with the big one. So I finally was able to capture that stupid giant uh, alpha Pokemon, and then every all the all of them were normal Gardevoir, so it's super sad. But I finally wrote credits on Pokemon Legends Arceus, which was really cool. Um, other than that, I've not been playing a lot. I mean, I played uh, the prologue to to uh, Triangle Strategy. Oh my god, I hate that. It's a uh... Pretty wacky it's name. A, it's a stupid name. No, no, it's a stupid name. Anyway, the game, however, is really good. At least the first three chapters um, is good. The save file transfers to the full game once you buy it. It comes out March 4th, and that's the thing that's that's been kind of... I'm on the fence. Like, on the one hand, I really want to play Elden Ring. On the other hand, Triangle Strategy is way more up my alley um, because it's a tactical JRPG. And the story is actually intriguing as well. Um, I just want to know what happens to all these characters, man. And like, how the story is going to unfold. So I've been playing that. And I've been playing Teamfight Tactics some more uh, on and off uh, on my phone. Uh, and whenever I can on through GeForce Now. Um, because it uses the League of Legends launcher. It's really stupid. It's like, why would I? I don't want to use the League of Legends launcher just have a separate launch for Teamfight Tactics. It's not like I have to download League of Legends on my iPhone to play Teamfight Tactics. I can just download Teamfight Tactics. <sighs> anyway, um, I've been doing the rounds on ranked. Uh, just because I'm saying I'm doing ranked doesn't mean I'm good. I'm like iron, which is like, I think one step above bronze. So it's not like I'm that good. Uh, got really close to getting first place on a ranked match, though, for the first time. Nice. I think. I got third, which is really impressive because it was not a it was not going my way, and then suddenly I had this opportunity to get like a bunch of champions to turn my luck around, and I was able to do it for as long as I possibly could. Um, so that was fun, nice. and I think I think that's it. I haven't um, Earthbound is out on Nintendo Switch Online. But I haven't played it yet. Um, there's a bunch of games that are have come out that I haven't played yet. Uh, I need to return to Pokemon Legends to download the update. I haven't done that yet, but I'll probably do that. Um, by the time that you've listened to this, I've probably already done that. I checked out the new content, which is like it's surprising that a month later they came out with new content and it's free. So that's pretty nice. That is pretty nice. Yeah. I would have expected them to do paid DLC. But, I, uh, I said it before. I said I'm expecting like a season pass or something like that. And then they they didn't. I'm like, okay, that's uh I don't think they're going to do it now because they are focusing on uh, Scarlet and Violet. But... Unless, yeah. ha- unless they have a live team that does that, but I don't know. Yeah, but like, is RC is not made by Game Freak as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so then they like had probably like a second team or something like that that uh, was working on Scarlet because I cannot imagine them s- finishing one game and then in a couple of months turning out like another game. I mean, like twenty years ago yeah. that would have been possible, but not these days. But it also makes sense that they did not do the remake of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl that they outsourced that 
because apparently everybody was working on either Arceus or uh, Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, yeah, that makes it makes a lot more sense now. Why? Oh my goodness! So, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is also getting an update, I and the only thing yeah. it does is it, the only thing it does is that you can get Shaman. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, I mean. My save file on my save file from Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl got me a shaman anyways in Arceus, so cool. <laughs> um so yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I haven't been playing a lot. I, I do need to get back into the swing of things and uh I am looking forward to playing more games, but uh, yeah, the winter of gaming is, uh, I'm pretty sure, hit a lot of people's wallets hard. Um, mine is still saying, like, I swear if you, buy, if you buy two games this month, I will smack you in the face. Uh, so, I don't know. I think I'm just going to stick to probably Project Triangle Strategy, but who knows? Who knows? But that's it for me. Awesome. Then I shall lead us out. Yes. Thank you, welcome. as always, for tuning in to another episode. I feel this one was uh, a bit more action-packed compared to others. Uh, it feels like some the games industry is finally coming up with cool stuff and uh, the slow days are over. Um, so thank you all for tuning in. You can always find us on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, um, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're probably there. Um, you can find us on YouTube as well. This episode always goes live with the audio version. We will put a link in the description, seeing as there are multiple game rivals on YouTube, but we are the only true one. Uh, you can find us through, you can reach us through email, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore, and you can find Maximilian on Twitter at Maximilian. Um, we're on Twitch twitch.tv slash maximilian underscore x and slash sean templar it's been a while since i streamed but i hope to pick it up again um some more uncharted 2 left to finish um you can find us on instagram and on tiktok uh at game rivals and at maximilian underscore x uh and i believe on that note i have been and always will be sean templar and i have been and always will be maximilian x and we'll catch you in the forbidden west Later. <laughs>